Hello, and welcome to my final episode. How do we address stigma in relation to mental health? So far, we have discussed mental health in youth and young adults and its current state in Canada, substance use disorder and its association to other mental health conditions, as well as also being a mental health disorder itself, NAS and it being a symptom of inadequate mental health treatment, and stigma, and how it acts as a barrier to mental health treatment. So back to the first question. How do we address stigma, and more specifically, how do we as nurses address, address stigma and adequately treat patients with mental health conditions? One way is using the post-structural lens and relational inquiry itself. The post-structural lens, as I understand it, states that the language we use not only influences, but shapes the society in which we live. What I mean by that is if everyone uses stigmatizing language, society in itself will be stigmatizing. So, for instance, using words to describe people with mental health disorders, such as crazy or schizophrenic, contributes to negative attitudes in society. An excellent example of how language can be used by nurses to treat people with mental health issues is an article by Sean Ferkel titled Masculinity, Post-Structuralism, and Recovery, Moving Beyond Theory to Practice. The article by Ferkel explored how the post-structural lens can be applied in therapeutic settings to help men recovering from addiction rethink what it means to be a man and how societal expectations of masculinity impede recovery. The article went on to explain how the post-structural lens can be used to emphasize reflection as well as breaking down unhealthy beliefs about masculinity and stigma surrounding mental health. I believe that these principles not only apply to men's recovery, from addiction, but also to mental health treatment in general. The post-structural lens is just one part of the equation, and to further enhance a nurse's competence in treating mental health, a foundational principle is relational inquiry. Some of what I've learned, relational inquiry is the post-process of gathering information and focusing your attention on a patient's intrapersonal, interpersonal, and contextual factors and using this information to better understand the patient and determine the most appropriate course of action. To bring us back to the second episode, I mentioned I had a friend I knew who was struggling with substance use disorder, and I always wondered, what else could I have done to help him? If I was a nurse treating him today, I would have used the principles of relational inquiry to determine the most appropriate course of action, ideally. But to be frank with you, I still don't know what actions I could have done. I could lie to you and tell you that I would have recommended him group counseling or that I would have recommended him a therapist specializing in addiction. But the reason I would be lying to you is because I know, or at least I think I know, that none of these treatments wouldn't have worked for him. Why? Because he didn't want any help. This is one of the qualities of mental health disorders that separates it from physical illness. People who have mental health complications often don't want any help. And I hope that I am wrong when I say this. But you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves, as I understand it. This is a dilemma that I am still struggling with, but I hope as I progress in my nursing education, I can one day find the answer to this question. I apologize for leaving off on a low note, but this is me being honest. Overall, I hope you enjoy my podcast and I hope you learned a few new things. Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful day.